Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number one of What's Your 9 to 5. My name is Chris Hookstra. I'm your co-host. And I'm Brooklyn Dursum, your other co-host. So to start us off today, like, why are we even doing this? You're, you're probably thinking to yourself, why are they starting a podcast? Well, this is for people who are wondering. So have you ever wondered what your dream 9 to 5 job is like? This podcast is going to highlight young people and their jobs in Grey Bruce counties. You can listen and explore the career opportunities in this rural region and learn how to get connected. And I'm, I'm super pumped about this because for years I've said there's so many like there's so much talent in this area that a lot of people in like in on, in all kinds of different careers and things and like it's going to be so cool for us to finally highlight those people and give them a platform to talk about what they do so other people other youth can know what kind of jobs are out there and um Brooklyn so since the first podcast I'm sure people want to know what we did and what we're doing tell us a bit about yourself Brooklyn well, uh, my name is Brooklyn, obviously. Um, I am 16 in grade 11 at John Diefenbaker Senior School. Actually, I don't know if it's called that, at JDSS, because it might be secondary school now. Um, is it? I, thought, I thought it changed to senior school, They right? changed. I don't know. Um, I like reading. I sound pretty boring when I say that. I like to read. <laughs> I, like, I play ringette. Oh, nice. I have a part-time job. I work. That's my life. <laughs> I've always wa- I've never watched a ringette game. I've heard about really? it. I've seen pictures of people playing it, but like really underrated sport. It's very awesome, very great. A very great sport. It's really it's way better than hockey because it's more teamwork. Ooh, it's so much That is a that is a bold statement. Well, to, to make. It's it's a it's tr- true statement, so it needs to be yeah. made. Okay, well, well, Brooke believes that bring it is better than hockey. That's all you need to know about it. I'm just kidding. No. Um, well, my name's Chris Huckstra. I am 24 years old. Um, I went to JD from September 2010 all the way till, what was that? July? No, Ju- June. June of 2015. And then after that, I went to Fanshawe for Music Industry Arts from 2015 to 2017. Then after that, I was in I was living in London for three years up until August of 2020. Um, just being in a band and I des- I was just I was working full time and then also dedicating myself on the side to being in a band and playing and making songs. And that took up a lot of time because. When you start up a band, like nowadays a lot of people, what well, people don't realize, what like nowadays when you start up a band, you almost have a lot more control than people did back in the day with the internet. We can control how we want to distribute the music and everything. It's a lot like a business being in a band because you have merch, you have a product you have to sell, and you got to make connections. And with those connections, it helps you, you know, progress in the industry. And I was just doing that for three years, and and I, I still am, still am. Um, I go up to London here and now, and I practice, and we we still have gigs. Well, gigs aren't really a thing right now because of COVID, but mm-hmm. now I've been doing that, and um, I just moved back to Grey Bruce, the place I love. Of course, yeah, you gotta sa- come back. Yeah, so that's 
that's that's my story and i'm so pumped they hired me to to start up this podcast and host it and i was like this is an amazing job i am surprised i got it <laughs> um but i I'm, I'm honored to be here it's gonna be so much fun talking to all kinds of different people like from from the area and um and I, I can't wait i'm gonna educate a bunch of kids get everyone learning about what's really going on at gray bruce because yeah. there's a lot more than what you may think Today is our since the very first episode. We thought we might as well start out with people right here at the launch pad. We've got two really lovely ladies who are going to tell us all about the launch pad and their jobs and what their nine to five is starting to look like. Yeah, and they're 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 great people. I was actually Ashley used to be on my on my bus in high school actually when I went to JD. She went to to a Sacred Heart, but oh, we were Sacred still the same. Heart. Yeah. Oh, sacred heart! Come on, no. <laughs> but we were on the same bus, and uh, she was a couple years older than me, and she was she was friends with my older brother Adam. But I knew her; she was great, so it was cool to catch up with her again. Like when I got the job, and she was the one who interviewed me and everything, so that was great. So they're her and Emily are great, and um, they're really passionate about what goes on here at the launch pad. So they're perfect people to talk to about what goes on here, and then what's going to be going on here. So let's welcome them onto the podcast. On the show today, we have the Launchpad's very own Ashley Hoy and Emily Morrison. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, tell everybody what you guys do here. Oh Well, uh, my name is Emily, and I'm the executive director here at Launchpad Youth Activity and Technology Center. Um, I've been here for coming up three years almost. Well, once we go past Christmas, it'll be three years. And I'm Ashley, and I'm the program manager at Launchpad, and I've been here for just over a year now. Nice, nice. So uh, how did you guys end up working here? What led, what steps led to you guys actually working at this place? Uh, well, I guess uh, I had a mix of passion of, you know, working with youth, but being an entrepreneur at the same time, I was struggling to decide if I should just run and start my own business because I was under the age of 29 and there's so much supports for youth out there that are looking to start their own business uh, if they're under the age of 29. So I thought, man, this is the time to do it. But then in the back of my head, I was like, I have all these future goals too that um, depend on having a stable income and building off of that stability. So I was kind of like, should I? And, And I also left working with youth and and went to do something different and i realized i wasn't happy and yeah. so i tried to figure out how can i you know get back to working with youth in a creative way in a in a inspiring way and then uh i went on this huge backpack adventure where i was supposed to figure That's my awesome. life out where'd you go uh, i went to africa i went to wow. europe uh did it like three months uh, wow. just That's yeah it so was insane cool. and um i was supposed to figure out my life on this adventure and i remember yeah. flying home and crying because i was like i still don't know what i'm supposed <laughs> to do with my life and yeah. uh and then i was just looking it up on indeed one day and bam here it was and i was yeah. like my heart just exploded when i saw the ad on indeed yeah and i was like that's it that's that's where i need to be and thankfully and luckily um they said yes to me too so yeah. that's so cool that's so how perfect. about you ashley um so i graduated college moved back home kind of had no idea what i wanted to do but was proud because i had finished my education and I felt like I was ready to conquer the world I wasn't um, I had a couple of jobs where I needed a lot of experience 
And my first job, it was a community job, and I loved it. I loved being part of my community. I loved giving back to the people that lived in our community. And then I just had a couple of jobs that were, I was working to make a living. And then I saw this job in Indeed, and I was like, oh, I thought the same thing as Emily. I'm like, I need to be there. And I came for my interview, and they showed me around, and I was like, oh, my God, this is where I need to be. So so that's how I ended up here. So what did you go to school for? Um, Rec therapy. So providing programs for people to enhance their quality of life, and that's kind of what we're all about is making people confident and happy and and wonderful youth that live in our rural community. That is so perfect that you're here then. Yeah, it's a great spot to be. Oh, it is great. Um, did you did you guys ever think when back when you were in high school that you would be working a job like this? Like, did it ever come in your mind be like, hey, I want to work with youth. I want to support the local youth in, in, like, in my community in, in a certain way. No, not at all. Um, I think when I was in school, you're just taught um, sciences, math, uh, accounting, business. Uh, you get told, like, go to university. Um, that's the only path to success. Uh, and, yeah, I guess I, had a, I always knew I wanted to help people. So I was on track to, like, do the doctor route, but I was so not smart <laughs> enough to, to be a doctor. Oh, it's a long road. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such yeah. an intimidating it's thing to get into. Very full commitment of, like, a decade of yeah. your yeah, And I was not ready. To, like, And I went off to university. Yeah. Uh, and I was, like, not ready to devote all the time you needed to do to yeah. your homework it's and to crazy, sciences and stuff. Yeah. And so I had to be, like... Okay, Emily, you have the heart to be a doctor, but you don't have the smarts to be a doctor. <laughs> so I like just had to throw my hands in the air and, and retool. And, and then I also, when I left, I realized how awesome this area was and how I wanted yeah. to be back home. And, and I have a farm and I wanted to be a part of that. So I just tried to do things that would eventually lead me back home. But it was only leaving and just doing experiences that I realized that led me here yeah which is like a big important thing i think it's important for kids in this area to get out and go to some different cities and just experience you know a different kind of life just for a a bit right because i I, it kind of opens your mind up to how kind of the rest of you know how like people in a city work how like it's because it's totally it's not totally different but it is a lot different than it is like around here sure yeah so, guys, what's some, like, challenges you've had to overcome at the launch pad? Like, some big ones. Oh, well, I've only been here for a year, and there's been a lot of changes. Um, but I think, obviously, COVID has seriously impacted um, what we're doing in our community and making us think differently, which is really good. Um, but I think that's been our huge drawback, I guess, is we've lost a little bit of touch with our youth and it breaks our hearts because we're such a hands-on environment. So I think that's been a huge um, loss for us. And this is why we're doing the podcast, right? This yeah. is why why we're here because of that loss of touch points. Um, you know, we're, we're now trying to create a platform where if a second wave hits um, or, or even if you can't physically be with us for here with any reason that this podcast can be a support system. Um, 
But if, if I were to say the biggest struggle is that people don't understand what we are and what we do. Yeah. And so um, trying to share our good story to invite people into the building, uh, to, to offer more programs, expand our programming opportunity, to try to get people to understand what we do, because a lot of people don't. They drive by and they just see a building. They don't. And then they make judgments on on our on what we do. So it's about us trying to get our message out there to tell the good news stories to put youth on a platform so that that people can under have a full understanding of what we do and then make their decision to support us so usually when you hear from other people who like don't know what what's going on here what do they usually say they think happens here at the launch pad like uh they just think that we're a hangout space that they just you just come and just do nothing here which is the exact opposite of what actually happens here yeah um yeah yeah, and so. I think they don't realize that we have this beautiful kitchen, this wonderful wood shop, this this uh, welding shop because you can't physically see that from the outside of the building. Yeah. So like Emily said, they just think that everyone just comes here to hang out, but we're so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually like I was surprised of like how like like the different facilities in here when I first came in. And I'm like I saw like the like the welding shop and the wood shop and the kitchen and I was like, "Well, like this is like legit actually training people for their trades jobs like outside of JD. Like they don't have yeah. to go to JD and then that's the only place they can get it. There's also this other place people can come to for that, which is really that's super cool." Mm-hmm. And I think and is which is also really awesome and you, when you just mentioned JD that we work hard with the vice principals and yeah. and the teachers there and because we're able to introduce youth to skills and opportunities ahead of the traditional pathway at high school youth can already identify if they like welding if they like woodworking if they like culinary or hate one of those three things so that when they get to grade 10 and 11 and 12 and they only have a limited capacity of choice in the courses that they know what they want to excel at and and continue to learn at and so they're not they like it gives youth the confidence to feel that they're not wasting their time or their course selection because they know Mm -hmm. i hate woodworking i love welding i hate culinary i love tech so it just helps them you know be more confident in their decision makings when they choose their classes at high school and that's all we could want and all that we want to do is support youth in their decision making yeah that's great so bring it back to high school. If you could talk to your 16-year-old self, what would you say? That's a good question. It is a good one. Um, I think I would give my want to give myself more confidence. I knew when I was in high school that I wanted to go and work with people because that's what I was really good at, and I knew that. But I think kind of making myself a little bit more uncomfortable and putting myself in different situations so that... I could become more confident and want to try different things and be okay to be embarrassed because I still get embarrassed and that's what life's all about. It's like trying new things and and being okay with not being good at it or being really good at it and being like, heck yeah, I'm good at this. Like, I want to do this. So confidence for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I would uh, tell myself not to stress out so much, Um, like not to compare to everybody else. Like just I think I thought I had a plan you know I had a plan of what I was gonna go to school for that I was gonna graduate go do this study this I'll be married by this I would be have my kid by this and and I was so and I would get so upset when my plan didn't go 
according to but if I w once I started to throw my hands up in the air and say just like come what may my life turned out better nice oh we can life. hear some fire trucks going by look at that oh, oh I, I thought was like, that was you, you shut up I was, I was like, like okay, okay you hear the siren break. means shut up guys come on no no this is going great yeah we can hear motorcycles and everything in this room so it's great everybody can get the real you know you can I thought hear. that was like your 20 minutes are up yeah. <laughs> come on guys let's go no for sure I like looking back I remember like at that age like when you're like 16 in high school it's like it's there's so much going on like you have to almost kind of plan for what your future is but like at 16 i'm like it's so it's so hard to like not think of yeah. like that like you get caught up in like who likes me who doesn't like me yeah you know like who's gonna invite me to this place saturday and before you know it you're like oh like i don't know what my plan is for yeah. like for, I, um i definitely was opposite a little bit to emily like i didn't have a plan in high school like mm -hmm. I totally took a year off to figure out what the heck I was doing because I didn't yeah. want to waste my time going to school and then hating it. So I think after high school, I was like, I don't know what I want. And that's OK. Like, that's OK to take that time off to figure out what you need. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think I was opposite. I felt like you don't have your stuff figured out. You're a disgrace. Right. Which is like, right. maybe that's what I would tell myself is like, yeah. you don't have to have all the answers and yeah. you, no matter what you plan for, it's going to change. Yeah. Like exactly. just at a minimum, always expect life to change. And so just take that stress off of yourself and, and be okay with yeah. not knowing, being okay with not knowing. Maybe yeah. that's what it, like, yeah. and that's such a hard thing to it do. It is hard. I, I think now that I'm older, I'm struggling with, with that. Like, it's okay not to know. Yeah. But at 16, Same. I was like okay i don't know but i think that's okay but now i'm like oh my god you have to know ashley yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're an adult now like yeah, figure it out i know but like we're only like i'm, I'm only 24 it kind of feels like you're old but i'm like not really i'm no, 24 yeah. i'm gonna look back 10 years from now and be like oh i didn't know anything back then yeah right so like a so, well, question for you brooklyn my co-host <laughs> you're in high school so what's it like do you feel like you get a lot of pressure from like other people like do you feel like there's a big pressure to, like i have to go to university after grade 12 i was college? just gonna say that i feel like in general everything i feel like since they're trying to they like when they used to have the fifth year i feel like that would really beneficial for, for people because when you think about it 16 is really not that old no, like when getting got my driver's license i feel like you should not have 16 year olds on the street <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't feel Goodbye. it doesn't feel like we know enough to go be doing stuff like that and like when you're supposed yeah. to know your entire career and know exactly what you want to do well, the fire another, another man. i'll just What's wait for them on? to go by <laughs> like when you don't know what you want to do it is really pressurized and stigmatized like i mean i have it in my head i don't know why but i have it in my head that you need to go to university to get a good education yeah. to do what you want to do but really when you don't know every other person doesn't know you ask yeah. anybody what are they doing they don't know yeah. i'm in grade 11 grade 11 is supposed to be zeroing in on what you want i'm still not sure and i know a lot of kids aren't sure and by the time you get to when you do want to know in grade 12 sometimes you're too late to zero in on the courses you want so i really think yeah. there yeah. needs to be a better system somehow to figure that out and that's exactly what i was told you gotta go to university to be successful but now in my position and meeting people in my community and that we promote the trades at launchpad no people who've never who went straight into the apprenticeship program or did only two years at college they're making 
triple what I yeah. make right now. And so that's, yeah. and I did this seven years of university. Yeah. So I would say, no, uh, do what you want and and don't feel that, that not going to university is, is not going to yeah. lead you down a successful yeah. path. And I think it's important to go to school and pick a career that you know you're going to wake up every day and you're going to be like, I like going to work. Yeah. Like that's so important is, yeah. yes, money's nice. Um, but I think what's even better is waking up and I can speak from this now is I wake up and I'm like, I'm so excited to go to work today. Yeah. Like I'm not dragging myself out of bed. So I think it's important to pick a career that you feel like you're going to be super happy with for a very long time. Cause mm -hmm. it might be the same career for a very long time. Yeah. So I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. Like it's, I make, I, I remember the pressure and like from like others, like my pressure I put on myself for like, I gotta go to college right after like grade 12. And when I didn't, I remember like, when I first went back for my fifth year, which is in, in like looking back was probably like a, a great choice to make was taking a fifth year. Cause I was not ready after grade 12. I definitely was not ready. I didn't even know what program was gonna take. It took me like my fifth year to actually find out what exactly what I wanted to do. And then I went and did that. And then right after that, that's when I went off to college. But no, like definitely the pressure to like go to university college right after on kids is it's a lot for sure. So Emily, I don't even know if we did you ever explain what schooling you did go to? Uh, yeah, no, I so like I said, I wanted to become a doctor. So I went to and then I because I wasn't really that smart, I got rejected from a lot of places. So oh, you I actually pursued what? this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were just <laughs> like I think I'm gonna be a doctor. Yeah. I didn't realize. You actually no, I did. Oh wow! And I got rejected from a lot of places. Emily's part partly a doctor. Oh, so, so she did the schooling. It counts. <laughs> so no, got rejected. Especially I got rejected from Guelph University, which is like my family's legacy university. Oh yeah. So when like every member of my family went to Guelph, and then I was like, oh, I got rejected. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I went to Trent. So woohoo, Trent! Thanks yeah. for taking nice. me. Um, um, so went and studied biology and then that was halfway through that I realized, oh, I suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not good at it. Yeah, um, it was chemistry. Chemistry was actually what oh, killed me. Yeah. So um, and then uh, then I switched halfway through uh, my second and third year and I went into business. And um, so then I ended up graduating with a business and biology degree. Uh, after the four years and then I was like oh I should do a master's or I tried to come back and like get more of a business degree mm -hmm. but it just didn't work out and and then I like had a mentor that I talked to and they're like well why are you coming back for more undergraduate if you want to go back to school you should do a master's so I ended up picking up and just at Trent University connecting with a cool professor and I did a master's on uh, entrepreneurship and sustainability and business and so essentially how can we take startup companies and businesses in Canada and make make them more environmentally friendly. So I did a, a two year program on that, and then and then yeah, and then here I am in entrepreneurship, and and that's the first job I had with youth was was helping them start their own small businesses, working with the summer company program, the granting opportunities that are out there, and just yeah, helping youth figure out what they love, mm -hmm. like Ashley yeah. said, and turning that into a way to make money, um, and then showing those skills and passing those on. And, it was cool to just see like a youth love something and then them sell it and yeah. get money from it and then just 
seeing the the opportunities open yeah. so like yeah. it must be one thing to see them do something great here at the launch pad but it must be like a whole nother thing when you see them actually go out into the community and actually put that work to use in the community and actually like make a difference i think that's that'd be probably really cool to see awesome yeah and one of the programs that i we did when we first got here um was we purchased a spot at the hanover farmers market and so then we worked with youth that had an interest in selling business or already were um, making things. So like one of our youth was using our kitchen to sell to make cookies because it's a commercially inspected health inspected kitchen. Yeah. And so he uh, made cookies and then sold them at the farmer's market at our table. So he had this free avenue to sell. But we worked with him and did cost of production um, packaging. You know, I when we looked um at his ingredient list and and figured out how much the cost of all the ingredients was to make the cookies and then he realized they were 48 cents and he was selling them for 50 cents a cookie mm. and so he was like sweet i'm making two cents off of every cookie that's yeah. a profit and but his parents who were helping him and driving him all around realizing that he was only making two cents off of every cookie they were not <laughs> as impressed as he was <laughs> so. nice that's so cool have you ever considered becoming a welder, either as a profession or just for fun? Well, the Launchpad has courses for you. Starting on October 13th, the Launchpad will be starting back up their after-school programs for youth 12 to 18. We offer a wide variety of programs like first-time welding, intro to technology, music production, desserts for beginners, and so many more. These classes run on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. So see the Launchpad's website registration forms and program details at www.yatc.ca. That's www.yatc.ca. So hurry up and snatch them up before other people do because these courses are just too good. Um, so what is your vision for the future of Launchpad? Um, I just want to have this place grow uh, to be able to offer as many programs as possible for youth to be excited about coming here to try things out um, we want this place to be a regional place so that all youth can come no matter where they live um, and I I would love for us the youth center to get to a place where it didn't have to worry about money that, yeah. that we had sustainable funding that that what we were doing was generating an income to reinvest back into the youth programming that um yeah and so i just but we're on track to getting there so it's really exciting that uh we're able to bring in new programs and and yeah offer new opportunities i just i think obviously i want us to grow that's the super important but i i want launchpad to be a spot where like youth talk about like at my age, they they go, I went to Launchpad and I tried this and it was super awesome and I loved it or I didn't love it. So I tried something else and I want them to realize or experience what we didn't when we were kids because Launchpad wasn't here. So mm -hmm. like I think it's a spot for every youth to try something new. Um, I totally would have tried welding, but I didn't want to sign up for a whole semester of welding. So like if this if Launchpad was here when I was in high school. I would a hundred percent tried welding yeah. for like a 10 week thing and been like, I love this or I don't love this, but I tried it and it's super cool. So I think I just want it to be a space where all youth get to experience something that we do. Yeah. But obviously grow. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's, that's so cool. 
So now back to the name of our podcast, guys. What does your nine to five look like? Our nine to five is so crazy. And sometimes not nine to five, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's, it's a good nine yeah. to five. Um, so this is, I would say the first, this is, is the first time that I've been the head of an organization. Um, and I remember waking up and having a plan and I drive an hour to get to work every day. So on that drive, I would think, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and this today. And uh, then I show up and open the doors and it's just like, there's a message on the voicemail that is like, nope, not doing that today. Or like, you just have to then put out fires every single day and, and it changes. Uh-huh. And as much as you plan for it, it, it doesn't go. And, and I thought I was awful at this job. So I bought a book on how to be a boss like, <laughs> and how to be a good boss yeah. and, and all that stuff. And I read it and, and the book was like, no, everybody is that like yeah. Yeah, everyone has a plan when they walk in but then um and then one thing that i remember reading in that book was for every level of of management you go up you have to reinvest you have to take 10 percent of your of your time and every level you have to add another 10 percent and reinvest mm. it into into your team and making sure that they feel confident and, and good mm. about their work and what they're doing so um yeah, but I also love this job because it's not an everyday nine to five. And that's where yeah. my, I feel good being here because that's my entrepreneurial spirit coming out is that it shakes it up and it's different and you just always have the end goal. But sometimes it's a, it's not a straight road to get there. Yeah, I think if I was to describe my nine to five, I guess I would say like a huge part of our nine to five is being part of the community. And I'm so proud of where we live. Um Hence why I came back. Um, it's it's a place where I grew up as a kid and, and became confident. And I think I was confident enough to leave and then want to come back home. Because I was like, this, this area has what I need to grow and be successful in life. And I think um, having a job where I can be involved in my community is probably the most rewarding part of, of my quote-unquote nine-to-five. Yeah. Is being part of something so much more than waking up every day and going to work yeah and you guys probably like that that you can wake up and you don't know exactly what you're gonna do like it's always it's always a different challenge a different a different thing to work on like my job before this i worked at goodwill in london and it was always the exact same thing every like you knew what you were gonna do like you knew exactly so and i that like kind of wears on you like when you like like mentally go on you're like okay i just kind of just get through just get through this time you don't really you don't really like you care about the work you do because you want to do a good job and keep the job right but at the same time it's like i can't relate to this and like i don't i like i can't like put all my creative energy into this yeah. job yeah. so that's why like when i started here this is like a, a perfect switch up this this job has been great and it's kind of a similar thing where we kind of walk in and it's it's a different thing every day which is which is super cool yeah that's so, awesome yeah. um so why why did you guys make the decision to start a podcast and like and how did that come up so I kind of started with discussion of our board and and our board saying, hey, how can we connect with the youth, especially because of COVID? Um, we lost the connection with the youth in our community. And it was um, kind of having like a coffee sit down. And well, we we didn't really want to commit to that because we didn't know what, what was happening with COVID. And we knew that it might interfere with using space and blah, blah, blah. So then we kind of both like 
Emily had the great idea. She's like, a podcast. And that is like, everyone's using podcasts. Everybody listens to it. We're reaching them on their level. Um, and I think that's kind of where it all started was COVID, really. Mm-hmm. COVID affected our touch points with the youth. Yeah, and, and when we talk about, when we were creating like content ideas for the podcast and what to talk about, in, I think we just circle back to if we reflect on what COVID was, um, and and if we reflect on what's happening right now, it's our age demographic that's getting COVID in the second wave, and and why is it? Um, and the communication has been a real breakdown barrier because uh, you know are young people able to to watch the politicians at eleven o'clock in the morning and one o'clock in the afternoon? Um, give their messages of of social distancing and all this stuff and and that's no they're like our age demographic cannot um through work or uh just watch maybe they don't have access to tv you know we a lot of youth don't have cable right now they just get their information from other sources and so we wanted to create a, a platform that youth in this age demographic were already utilizing and then how again all that information was coming from toronto you know how does all that information from toronto circle back to to gray bruce yeah and if we are able to interview if youth you guys uh are able to interview local health officials and local people of authority that can help us translate what information uh is is and how it impacts us in gray bruce we were really excited to be a part of that that communication yeah and we do have an episode coming out about that so stay tuned uh so what do you guys what do you guys we already basically touched on this but what do you guys really love about your jobs yeah yeah what's like the number one thing um i i just like realized this a couple weeks ago but did you know that you're a youth till you're 29 so like heck yeah i'm I'm a young person (laughs) we're young so like i think it's kind of cool that i'm still considered a youth and i can yeah relate to other youth that that are going through things that i already did and but yeah. i'm still cool because yeah. i'm not old yet yeah. so as somebody who had their 30th birthday it was a huge mental <laughs> breakdown for me <laughs> <laughs> i was like i am not a youth anymore yeah <laughs> yes you NRI. and then i like question should NRI's. i still be at Launchpad because i'm no longer a youth <laughs> well of course you meant for this job i'm it like was, come on yeah. it was a big mental breakdown my 30th birthday um I'm, uh, I'm totally gonna be the same, so it's okay. <laughs> um, what I just love that I, I I love you know that what I do makes a difference, and it's bigger than me, and it's a and it's about supporting and impacting other people, and that I'm just lucky and honored that I've been given this chance to to just give back to the community and get paid for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs> Um, so when you were, when you guys were in high school, were, did you think you were going to leave Gray County after high school and get a better job there? Or were you always like, yeah, I'm probably going to come back to Gray Bruce and get a job here? Oh, um, well, I mean, no, I didn't think I was coming back. Um, and I actually, I met my now husband in college and we were looking to live in Toronto after I graduated. Um, he had been done for a year already, so he moved back to North Bay with me. But I was like, I can't afford to live in Toronto. Like, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> so expensive. So I think um, 
realizing that I couldn't, we couldn't afford to live in Toronto and still be able to enjoy Toronto life. Yeah. We came back here and, um, I'm super happy with our decision and who knows life takes you on crazy journeys. So who knows where we'll end up someday, but I'm super happy to be yeah. back here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was going to leave and then I didn't. <laughs> like, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Emily? Um, I, I think I definitely have a little bit of a different bias uh, just because I have a farm. Yeah. And so um, it's a huge part of my life. And, and I also lost my dad when I was a kid on the farm. And so I felt like that was uh, being there was like my connection to him and still like a way to, to stay connected to him. So I always knew that like, and we're a strawberry farm. So it's like super intense on the farm for six weeks. Like we're baking pie. Yeah. We're like doing all this crazy stuff oh, on the farm. Pie. Yeah. So I knew I would always be like back for that moment in time. But did I um, think I would be like full time living on the farm and like now buying land with my brother to keep it going <laughs> yeah. and all that wow. stuff like that huge commitment. So um, I knew it would this community would always be a part of my life, but I didn't know to what extent, yeah. let's say. But yeah, no, now I'm like full-time farmer slash Strawberry farmer. center. Where'd you go? And here's some free advertising. What's your farm? Where is it? Uh, Morrison Berries <laughs> Country Market, just outside of Lucknow. Um, yeah, so. The best strawberries Yeah, and we got ever. an on, COVID helped us. Uh, now we got an online store. So, oh, nice. So we picked every single strawberry we could and froze it. Oh, so if you beautiful. want strawberries for your smoothies, you can come to me. That you said, is so you, said you guys make strawberry pie. Yeah, strawberry pie, strawberry oh, tarts, jam. Uh, so yummy. Like pies, my pastry from scratch. So that's oh, I'm getting hungry. I love pie so much. <laughs> I can go. I can have a whole episode about pie, and I will do it just on my own. I will talk for three hours about pie. <laughs> um. What else we got? We any got any more questions, Brooklyn? Not really. If you guys have any questions or comments you want to make, or any plugs, make? you got anything you want to say? Let the <laughs> let the county of Gray know. Uh, Gray Bruce. Gray Bruce. Or all youth. All youth and Gray Bruce. <laughs> um, no, just thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned. If you have any suggestions, we're excited to to keep this rocking and rolling. And yes. Um, yeah, I just yeah. want to say thank you guys for hiring me for this job because this has been so fun. This has been so fun. Like this is I'm 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 working right now. Not really, but I am in a certain way. So thank you guys so much. It's 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 so cool I get to do this, and I got a great co-host in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, so go Brooklyn. This is oh, gonna be really fun. And uh, no, thanks for coming on, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, thanks again to Ashley Hoy and Emily Morrison from the Launchpad for coming on the very first episode. That was great. I, I learned a lot from that, actually. I like to hear that everybody wasn't knowing what they wanted to do right out of high school. Because, honestly, sometimes it feels like I'm the only one who really doesn't know what direction they want to go. Yeah, and, like, yeah, no, everybody's path is different. You don't have to go to college or university right away take your time like if you feel like you need to take a year off but you just you're, you just don't want to say it because the rest of your friends are doing something else it's okay i felt the same thing i felt so weird taking that fifth year off but like by the time i was done i'm like i'm so glad i did this so yeah it's everybody's everybody's journey is different and um definitely a worthy thing to do yes this podcast again this podcast is talking about what your ne dream nine to five job is like so give us your ideas anybody's got ideas they want to shoot us hit us up shoot us uh, shoot us an email a message on instagram 
we'll definitely answer them. Or if you ha- you want you want to have somebody that you know come on, or you want to come on, and and have something to say, like yeah, just send us a, a message on Instagram or send us an email, and that would be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, new episodes every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we're hoping to. Uh, weekly to put up a podcast and we're gonna have an extra bonus episode this first week to celebrate the launch of the what's your nine to five podcast so keep your eyes out for that and um with that said stay hydrated and chase your dreams am i right brooklyn oh yeah have a nice day everybody thanks for tuning in